Hello and welcome to Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. My name is Andrea Lendy, author of the book and Bible reader and studier for over a decade. And I'm excited to share some thoughts with you about today's reading. Welcome to day 62 of Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for another day. Thank you for another day in your word. Help us receive what you desire us to receive, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's see what's happening in Luke chapter 18. Luke 18, 1 says, Also Jesus told them the parable to the effect that they ought always to pray and not to turn coward, faint, lose heart, and give up. Don't give up. Don't lose heart. And don't let your fear stop you. There are a lot of don'ts here. So what are we supposed to do? He told them to pray. Pray continually. Pray with purpose, pray with power, pray with enthusiasm, pray with faith and belief. The minute we question whether our prayer will come to pass, our prayer is robbed of power. We rob God of the miracle he has in store for us. We rob ourselves of that miracle as well. And then we read about a widow who kept going to a judge, a judge who was not a believer or even a considerate person. But this woman wouldn't stop going to him to ask for help. Because of her persistence, he helped her. Jesus used this as an example for us to continue to bring our requests to the Lord. He said, and will not our just God defend and protect and avenge his elect, his chosen ones who cry to him day and night? Will he defer them and delay help on their behalf? I tell you, he will defend and protect and avenge them speedily. Then Jesus asked them a question. When the son of man comes, will he find persistence in faith on the earth? That is the question. Will we remain strong in our faith until he comes again? Something to consider and ponder. As the chaos continues on in the world, will we be taken along with it or separate ourselves for God's use and remain steadfast in our faith? Next, he told a parable about people who trusted in themselves and their righteousness and judged others wrongly. A Pharisee went to pray and began a self-righteous prayer about how he was so good according to others while a tax collector couldn't even raise his eyes to God, but asked for forgiveness for being the sinner that he was. Jesus said this man, above the other, was forgiven by God. He said he who humbles himself will be exalted. Then children were being brought to Jesus, but the disciples didn't approve of this. Of course, we know Jesus asked the children to come to him. He used their innocence and instantaneous belief as an example of how we should come to him. We read this story again about the rich man who wanted to know how he could be righteous, and Jesus answered him with the commandments. The man observed those. Jesus then told him to sell all he had and follow him, to which the man fell into sorrow. He could not do the one thing that Jesus asked him to do. When the disciples asked him who could ever be saved, Jesus said, and this is important, what is impossible with men is possible with God. God's love and grace go beyond anything we can understand. I love the next story of the blind man calling out to Jesus from the side of the street. This man was reduced to begging, but somehow had the tenacity and belief to call out for Jesus. He would have been considered some of the lowest class of people and was told to be quiet by the crowd, but he kept calling for Jesus. We can follow his example and call out to Jesus because he hears our cries. He called for this man to be brought to him and he healed him. Again, let us go to the one who can restore us without fear that he won't hear us. Jesus told this man his faith in God healed him. Our faith in God will do miracles because God is the God of miracles. 
Well, let's see what Paul is writing to the Corinthian church in 2 Corinthians chapter 2. Paul is writing the church about a sin, the sin of incest. He wrote about forgiveness and offering comfort to the offender so as to not keep him from being in excessive sorrow and distress. Verse 7 says, so instead of further rebuke, now you should rather turn and graciously forgive and comfort and encourage him to keep him from being overwhelmed by excessive sorrow and despair. Paul encouraged the church of Corinth to forgive the man who committed incest, to be gracious to him, comfort him, encourage him. Paul may have well been talking to us too. We have become so judgmental and unforgiving of one another as to harm until despair takes over our world. Certainly, there is more to this puzzle. The enemy is at work in a way we have not seen before. We wage war against powers that we cannot see. However, we can have confidence that Jesus gave us the power and authority over the enemy, over all the powers of darkness. Love and forgiveness are the way we will win this war against the enemy. For Jesus did not die for us to pick and choose which sins we and others would be forgiven for. He died so all sins may be forgiven. Let our judgment of one another not get in the way of true forgiveness. In verse 14, Paul encourages the church and us. He says, but thanks be to God who in Christ always leads us in triumph as trophies of Christ's victory and through us spreads and makes evident the fragrance of the knowledge of God everywhere. Well, let's see what God is instructing Moses in Numbers chapter 7. This is a long awaited time when Moses had finally completed setting up the tabernacle, anointed it and everything in it that needed anointing and consecration. The princes and leaders came and made offerings. Everything they brought was to go to the Levites. Between all the Israelites and these people, there were 24 bulls, 60 rams, 60 goats, and 60 male lambs. Verse 88 says, this was the dedication of the altar of burnt offering as it was anointed. And Moses heard God's voice above the mercy seat that was upon the ark of the testimony from between the two cherubim. This must have been an awesome and holy experience. God's voice was on the mercy seat. His heart is of mercy. He is the God of mercy and desires mercy in us as well. Let's see what the Lord is telling Moses in Numbers chapter 8. First, God gave Moses instructions about the seven lamps to be lit. Then God gave Moses instructions for cleansing the Levites so they could be offered in service to him. First, they were cleansed, then offering a bull and a cereal offering for a sin offering. Then they were presented to the Israelites who were to lay hands on them. Aaron was to offer the Levites to the Lord as a wave offering from the Israelites and on their behalf. The Levites were separated from the Israelites and the Lord called them to himself as his. God said they were used in service of the Israelites to God so that they would be safe from any plague. Then God told Moses they will serve from the ages of 25 to 50 years old. After 50, they would retire and help, but they wouldn't carry the heavy loads. You see God's protection of his people as he gave Moses these instructions. Let's see what King David writes in Psalm 62. Psalm 62 is one of my favorite psalms. King David's son Absalom had started talking to the people, telling them lies about his father. He was talking about how he would rule the people more fairly, similar to how our political chatter goes, I would imagine. His speeches were getting back to King David, and he wrote this psalm. There are so many noteworthy verses in this psalm, so be sure to read it slowly, underline important verses to you, and even make some note cards for a day when you need encouragement. David tells himself to wait on God and only him. He tells himself to silently submit to him for my hope and expectation are from him. Silently submit to God. We can probably all use these words of wisdom. 
I'm sure it would have been easy for David to start talking badly about his son, but instead he silently submits to the Lord, allowing the Lord to do battle for him. Verse 11 says, God has spoken once. Twice I have heard this, that power belongs to God. Yes, all the power belongs to the Lord. Let us remember that he is fighting our battles today as he fought the battles for King David long ago. Let us pray. Oh Lord, help us come to you with all our needs, cares, anxieties, and troubles. Father, help us trust you have already won the battles in our lives. Increase our faith and trust in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for walking this journey with me and being a faithful reader of God's word. I pray that he shows himself as the God who loves you deeply and cares about every detail in your life. Come back tomorrow for some more thoughts and insights as you read God's word.